This is Wessler Media. For me, I'm a pastor, and I deal with real people, people just like you every day, people that have a hurt or they have something going on, and they're trying to figure out, how do I deal with this? And I always know Jesus has the answer. He has that next step for you. Let's open up the Word today and see what God will say specifically to you. Are there certain truths in your life that you know are true no matter what generation? Like, you can't afford to spend more money than you make. That's right, it'll get you into trouble. Well, one of the truths that I know and I believe is that God has the answer for every generation, meaning our generation. I'm Pastor Doyle from The Church Next Door. This is Your Next Step, and we are a daily, Monday through Friday, broadcast and podcast to encourage your faith. Today, on Christmas time, we're talking about the answer for the generations and what you and I should do about it. And I just think that you and I have to look around us. We have to look at the world that we're living in, and then we need to respond with compassion. Are you having compassion on the people in your life? And then finally, share the kingdom message. Share the good news that God is here, that God loves you. He created this world. He wants to bring healing. He wants to bring life. He wants to bring restoration. That is God's nature, and that's why we're here. So I have a challenge for you this Christmas. Tell somebody, I've got a free Christmas gift for you, and then give them a link to Your Next Step Now. Invite them to listen to this podcast. Invite them to go to church with you. You can come here to the church next door. Hey, we'd love to see you for Christmas Eve candlelight service. Come, let's celebrate what God is doing today. See, you and I are called to be light and salt, to be an encouragement in our world, and that's why we're here. Hey, let's be encouraged today by God and His calling for you and I, right here on Your Next Step. See, Jesus stepped into our world in human flesh. We talked about that just now. And so what you and I want to do is every day we get up and we go to school, we go to work, we go into the community, we go into different places, we go into relationship, and you and I, in those relationships, we're wearing our God worldview. We're wearing who we are because of what Christ Jesus did for us on the cross. That's what it means to be a Christian. Because my worldview changed the moment that I believed in God exists, but then it got even tighter when I said I believed that, that a God that would show up and die for me is exceptional and worthy of my love, worthy of my devotion, worthy of my worship, worthy of my time. You realize there is no other God like that. I I challenge you. Compare all the religions of the world. They do not have a God that would die for you. They, they They have lots for you to do. What God has for you is a relationship. He says, know that you're valuable. Know that you're loved. Receive my grace. And out of that grace, you'll be transformed and you'll, re- you'll respond to the world around you differently. Yes, you will do things a whole lot differently because of that relationship. And see, this is what's going on as, as we look at that. Now, because we're supposed to show up and impact our world every day, what's incumbent upon us is to understand our world, to think about our world, to, to, to look at our world. 
Uh, recently, I got an email from Barna. Barna is a Christian organization that does statistics, and, and they, they, they follow what's going on in our culture. And they said, loneliness is a growing problem in the United States. How can that be? How can loneliness be a problem in the United States? We're, we're the most developed culture in history. We have hot and cold running water. We have resources like no other group of people. In the world. How can we be lonely? I mean, after all, we're very digitally connected, right? You could see things that I'm doing every day, and, and yet we're lonely. Yet you and I have been through a, a, a series of events that's actually challenged us that it's probably not healthy for you to be around other people. And then you and I have to say, well, hold it. It's not healthy for me to not be around people either. There's another side to that coin. Is there, is there not a way that I can be around people and do that healthily? Yes. What we're saying is this. We're saying that we were designed for relationship by our creator. He wants a relationship with us, and we need a relationship with one another. And so in the difficulty of all relationships, we got to figure out how to have those relationships, right? And what Barna is saying is that right now our world feels very alone. And you and I need to be honest. We've taken steps, and at times we've agreed to those steps that, that increase the loneliness factor in our world, and that's wrong for you and I as Christ followers not to step in to that loneliness gap, not to somehow say, well, what would Christ Jesus have me do about that? So what's interesting is you, as you look at it from Barna, he says 19% of boomers report feeling lonely for at least some of each day. So boomers, okay, you know the boomers, right? We, we, we tend to, to feel that 18%. What's interesting is Generation X, the number rises. So as you get younger, they feel more lonely. This doesn't make sense to me. 33% of the time for Gen X and 46% of the time for millennials. Now hold it just a second. They are the most connected of any generation. They actually know how to use every app on their phone. You understand what I'm saying? And yet they feel lonely, and yet you and I are told, well, the, the key to your loneliness, of course, is just a, another one of those apps, you know, you can meet somebody. But what you and I both know is this, the ultimate goal of, of any matchmaking app is not to have a virtual relationship. Hello? Right? The reason you go on a matchmaking app is so that someday... You might get to see the person, maybe go to dinner. Woo, maybe we can hold hands. We'll stop there. We're in church, right? See, don't, we, we've, we've actually bought into an idea in this time that somehow we can have a virtual relationship. And be clear on this, I am not against the virtual world. We've invested more time, more energy, more money into being a church that's 100% digital and 100% personal, in person, both and. See, we've lived in an extreme for a period of time saying that somehow the, the, the digital can replace the relationship. No, it's a supplement to it. It may be a part of it, but it is not all there is to it. Because you and I, we love hearing one another's heartbeat, don't we? We love seeing one another smile and feeling the presence of what, like just, 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 just a moment ago, when we were singing, and, and, and I know it's wonderful online, and we want you to watch online, we're for that, okay? 
But man, to hear your voices in this room next to me, it, it lets me know that, that I'm not the only one who wants to welcome the Holy Spirit, right? See, there's something about community. There's something that we need to do. And yet our world keeps trying to, to meet that loneliness need in other ways. Did you realize that, now, now be clear on this, I'm for you having pets. My father is a veterinarian. I can promise you, I've had more pets than you've ever imagined of greater ver- I've had a pet pig. I've had cows, horses, multitude of different kinds of dogs and cats. I even had a pet skunk. Yeah, and you thought your reptile was cool. Skunks are much cooler. You want to watch the neighborhood run when you walk your skunk? <laughs> we actually lived in a, in a suburban neighborhood when we had the pet skunk. Oh, man, that was so much fun. You know, that's one way to keep people away, have a pet skunk. I digress. My point is, we live in a world, 67% of Americans have at least, 67% of households have at least one pet. We're trying to, to, to connect with something. And can I just tell you, as much as I love pets, and it's biblical, it's biblical for me to say to you that you are designed to have a relationship with animals. That's what Genesis tells us. But you were meant to be above them. They're not equal to you. And, and so can I just, listen, you are the power broker with your cat. I'm sorry. You think they run the house, but you really are in charge. You know what I'm saying? If you have a, if you have a, a pet in your home, you are in charge. You are the power broker. I realize if you have a, a, a big cat like the crazy people on Netflix, please don't do that. You, can, I, can I just say, if you have one of those large cats, you know, a lion or a tiger, you may think you're Tiger King. All I know is this, okay? Ultimately, you can put it in a cage. See, in, 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 the, in, the, in the secular world, in the workplace, if we talk about someone having the power like that, it's sometimes dangerous, isn't it, to the relationship? What happens is when you and I accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and our Savior, He is the power player in the relationship, and He levels out your relationship with all other humanity. Because he says, all human beings are valuable. You know, people tell me, they're like, you know, Sunday morning is the most divided time in America. Baloney. Come to the church next door. Look around you. Right now, look around you. See their profile. (laughs) You see people of multiple age ranges. You see people of, of, of an unbelievable background in terms of religious background and ethnicity, they've all been brought together, what, under the umbrella of Christ Jesus. This is not a new phenomena for us. We, we've been, this is part of who we've been for a very long time. That's a lie. It's a lie that Sunday morning is the most divided time in America. It just keeps being repeated. Don't buy into it. Say, it's not my experience. My experience is to be loved to be valued because I'm a human being. See, and what's happened is this. We have an increasing number of people who feel lonely. What happens if you watch any nature documentary? What what happens? What happens if they get you separated from the herd? You're vulnerable. And see, what's going on is we, we we have individuals and we have a culture that keeps telling us, you feel lonely, you are lonely, and, 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 and the next thing you know, Satan, the evil one, tries to convince you that no one loves you, that you're not valuable, and, and he's trying to separate. Why? So he can destroy you. 
But you and I have a different worldview, right? Because we, we know Christ Jesus. Because we've come to believe that, that, that the world that's so beautiful as it is, and it, it, as creative as it is, and, and beautiful in design as it is, it didn't just happen. So now that I know God, and as I get to know God, and I recognize that my relationship with Him is, is largely determined, established through that relationship through the Messiah, Jesus. That's what Christmas is about. That's how I got to, got to really feel Him in the flesh and the blood and through that. And so because I know Christ Jesus, now I know this. Number one, I know where I came from. That's my origin. Number two, I, I know what the meaning and purpose of life is. It's about connecting with that God and, and people around me under that salvation that comes through Christ Jesus. And then it establishes for me what's right and wrong, how I treat one another. And then finally, my ultimate destiny. See, that's the worldview that you and I have, and that's what Christmas celebrates. Christmas is a celebration that you and I know the living God through the Messiah, Jesus Christ. We know where we came from. That's origin. We know what our meaning and purpose is. That's meaning. We know how right and wrong, morality, and then finally, we know our ultimate destiny. Folks, that's the ultimate relationship. And that's what, that's what we interpret our life and the way we relate to the world around us in, see? Now, when you and I look out at the world around us, and we see that they're lonely, you and I have the answer. It's as simple as Lynn looking at me and saying, I love you. <laughs> it's as simple as you looking at your neighbor and saying, I'm so glad you're my neighbor. I love being a part of this neighborhood. I enjoy being a part of a community like you. See, that's part of it, that, that celebration. It comes out of your relationship with God. We have answers for our generations. You have answers for your generation, but you have answers for the generation above you and the ones that are younger than you, whoever you are. You have answers because of your relationship with God. And, and Jesus, if we're doing this the Jesus way, he shows us how to do it. In Matthew chapter 9, verse 35 through 37, Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like a sheep without a shepherd, separated from the herd, vulnerable. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Do you hear Jesus just, just plea with the disciples? He said, guys, can you not see the pain they're in? Can you not see the loneliness? Can you not see the world around you? How they, they have no one to gather them and say, come on, it's going to be okay. We're going to be okay. That's what mom and dad God be are doing today. They're going around their community. They're going around the people and they say, we're going to be okay. Yes, that storm shook us. But we remember what's most important in our life right now, don't we? We, we have something strong. We're not alone. We're together. See, that's what you and I do every day. Every day, we walk around and we encourage people. We point them towards the light. We point them towards it. So what should I do? Do what Jesus did. Look closely at your community. Who needs good news? Who do you see right now that needs a little bit of encouragement? Do you know the people that live around you on the apartment building that you're in, in your neighborhood? Do you know the people that, that, that work in, in your office space? Do you know the people in your class? Do you know the people on your floor? Do you know the people around you? See, you and I have to pause for just a second. We have to, we have to just say, whoa, whoa, whoa. Take a breath. 
God, what would you have me see in the world around me right now? And how should I respond as you would have me respond? That's what I call the Corey Ten Boom prayer. She used to pray that, Lord, help me see the people around me today as you would have me see them and respond accordingly. She walked into a prison camp in the middle of the Holocaust, sharing Jesus every day. Folks, I think I can, I can love the people of Columbus. That's an easy assignment. See, that's the kingdom of God. That's what, that's what this is all about. Respond with compassion, not judgment or frustration over the broken hearts around you. When Jesus saw the people, he saw, oh man, the lies, the harassment that they're getting, it's not right. That's why I've come. Finally, share the kingdom message. Proclaim that God created you. Proclaim that there is hope in Jesus Christ. Christmas is your free pass to talk about God. I just love Christmas time. Why do you love Christmas time? Because of Christ, the Messiah. There are people that will never darken the doors of church, but they will come because you invite them at Christmas. I know a family a couple of years ago, I don't even know what I was doing. I said, why don't you come on Christmas Eve? Because of their cultural background, they felt like they had to come. I didn't know that. Since then, I now know that, and so I invite lots of people from their cultural background. Woo-hoo! I love it. See, some of you, you're like, sure, I'll be there, and then you're just lying to the pastor. <laughs> Shame on you. Shame on you. All right. They came, but they brought their friends. And their friends started coming every Christmas Eve. Their friends moved to Pennsylvania, and then they would drive back on Christmas Eve to be here. They came with their baby one year. I remember standing back there, and they said, would you pray over our baby? And I knew they were from a different religious background. I said, you realize I'm a pastor, yeah? I said, can I pray anything I want to pray? They said, yep. All right, give me the baby. Lord Jesus, I thank you for this life. It's created by you. I pray your blessing over from the top of his head to the soles of its feet. I pray that one day this child will proclaim you, Jesus, as Lord. That he'll do well in school, be strong and healthy for your glory and your name. Amen. There you go. <laughs> they kept coming to Christmas Eve for several years. I know others. Weather doesn't look good. I don't think I'm going to make it. Why, why? Why, why? why do we struggle over this? Why? What's going on in our world? What's, what's happening to us? I love this quote from Moses. Sometimes you read the Bible and you don't think about who's saying it. This is Moses. I will proclaim the name of the Lord. Oh, praise the greatness of our God. That's Moses. See, you and I have a, an invitation to proclaim the message of God. In Exodus, God speaks to the people. This is what he said. But I have spared you for a purpose, to show you my power and to spread my fame throughout the earth. So God has spared you in my life. He's paid our debt in full that you and I might share it with others. Hmm. You mean it wasn't just for me to have a good time? It wasn't for me just to be free of my sin? It wasn't just, no. The reason God spared you Yes, it's for you to have freedom, but to use that freedom for good. See, the reason, the reason I'm excited about the church being paid off in their debt is because it, it frees us, right? How would it change your life to be freed from financial debt? 
How would it impact your relationships? See, when Jesus died on the cross for you, it freed you to have true, meaningful relationships with other people. You now don't have the baggage of the anger, the bitterness, the self-centeredness, the hatred. Yeah. See, the point of the cross is to take away that which makes me broken, that which makes me the sad part of humanity. I couldn't overcome it in my own strength. I needed Christ to deliver me. And we celebrate that at Christmas. Recently, recently, I was at a friend's house and they said, have you had mega stuff Oreos? I said, excuse me? Don't you mean double stuff? They said, no. These are mega stuff. I'm like, okay, get them out, you know. And I'm like, wow, these are really good. You know when you triple the sugar? (laughs) It has a big impact. Now, what, what was interesting to me about that is that why is it that we're excited to share about mega stuff? But Jesus, uh, a little bit hard. Don't want to offend anybody. I love this quote from Kirk Cameron. Now, you need to know, I like Kirk Cameron. He, he's a neat guy. You know, um, if, if you're probably over 40, you probably know him from growing pains. Jennifer still considers him a heartthrob. That's fine. I won. Okay? I won. All right, but listen to what Kirk Cameron has to say. He said, if you had the cure for cancer, wouldn't you share it? You have the cure for death. Get out there and share it. Why would we be silent if we're truly believers? Recently, another friend said to me, hey, have you been to Sheets? I said, can you say that one more time? (laughs) Sheets. I sleep on Sheets. What are you talking about? S-H-E-E-T-Z. I said, help me. It's, it, they said, it's where you fuel up, but it's, it's also a convenience store. They, they've got one over there uh, on, on West Broad Street where, where Sears used to be and, and, and the old mall, Westland Mall. You know, I was like, oh, okay. They said, it's amazing. I'm like, it's a gas station. Oh, no. You can order food there, comfort food. I mean, it's really good. I mean, this person was going on and on and on and on about sheets. And as I'm sitting there thinking, and I know this person, I love this person, I thought, I wonder if they talk that convincingly about the church next door. You know, they put up a snow globe. We got to get inside and take our picture. We got to ice skate. Part of the reason we do that is because we do want you to have an experience that is shareable to a world that is real. Miss part of the show today and want to hear more? Well, you are invited to download and subscribe to Your Next Step on all major podcasting platforms. When we gather together like this every day, I think it's really important that we, we think about How are we inviting God into this situation? So every day, I want to take a little bit of a moment to pray, to ask God to move in our world. So right now, let's just bow our heads together and let's pray. Let's pray for joy today. I think we could use some joy. How about you?
Let's pray for the joy of the Lord right now. Lord, we praise you today. Psalm 16 says that I will praise the Lord who counsels me even at night. My heart instructs me. Lord, I thank you that in the daytime and the nighttime, I can praise you and that you'll instruct me. And the, and the psalmist goes on to say that, that you, you lead us in paths of righteousness and joy. And Lord, that's what we want today. The reason we praise you, the reason that we pray today is we want you to pour into our hearts your joy. Lord, life can be busy and we know that rejoicing and praising in you is what gives us more life to live this life. We don't want to live on our own, so we come before you today, and this is our prayer. Our prayer is that our joy would be made full, because that's what you prayed for us, Jesus, in the Gospel of John. You prayed that our joy would be full, and so we agree with you in prayer today. Fill us with joy. Help us to recognize the ways in which you are meeting our needs. Help us today to to recognize the way you're working and, and show us that even in the midst of life, that we are not alone. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your joy is good. It it nourishes us. It strengthens us, and we feed on that. Lord, I thank you that as I read your word, I am told to pursue joy, to pursue you as the source of my joy, to trust you for my joy. And so right now, that's what we do. We say, Lord, give us our joy. Give us wisdom. Give us the ability to accept you and to walk in joy. You are our joy. You are our Savior. And it's in your name we gather and pray today. Wow, that was so good. Didn't you enjoy that prayer? Would you like more help learning to pray? Then go to yournextstepnow.com. That's right, yournextstepnow.com. Give us your email and we'll give you our free prayer guide. It's an ebook. You can download it. You'll have it right there. And you can join us daily as we learn to pray. We ask God for great things. You know, it will change your life to pray daily. And we need your help. We need your support, your prayer support. So give us your email today at yournextstepnow.com. This has been Your Next Step, a ministry of The Church Next Door in Columbus, Ohio. We hope this has been an encouragement to you as you seek to have a deeper faith in Christ. If you'd like to hear today's show again or share it with a friend, look for Your Next Step on all major podcasting platforms. We'd love to see you soon at The Church Next Door. Easily find our service times and our app. I'm Pastor Doyle Jackson. Join us again next time for Your Next Step. I believe you're going to find people that have a genuine love for God and a genuine zeal for the truth. You don't have to dress super fancy. It's so lively and it's so much fun and just you leave like, oh, so refreshed. And I know I keep saying family, but that's what this place is for me. It's family. I'm Doyle Jackson, pastor of the church next door. People keep telling me how good it is to worship God together again. Well, Come join us. Visit us online at thechurchnextdoor.org. Stories are a way we relate to one another. It's hard to underestimate their importance. Wessler Media is here to help you preserve those stories that you hold dear. We'll produce a personal podcast, an audio scrapbook that will preserve those memories for generations to come. 
Get in touch today. Call toll-free or text 1-833-38-STORY, 1-833-38-STORY, or visit wesslermedia.com. That's W-E-S-S-L-E-R media.com. The production you just heard was carefully crafted at the studios of Wessler Media. For more powerfully engaging podcasts and other audio content, visit wesslermedia.com. Stories of overcoming adversity, intense and unexpected twists and turns, education, encouragement, and plenty of those, did you hear that, moments. Hear more and talk to us about creating your own podcast, from large and detailed projects to smaller, more personal-sized productions. That's wesslermedia.com. W-E-S-S-L-E-R-Media.com.